0: ...are endless. Offering top-grade voice recognition and translation can help lock-in customers for many other services, ranging from Internet search to cloud computing. Since 2011, Microsoft has allowed big customers to load their own glossaries or written materials into specialized text translation databases. That's meant to produce more reliable results than Microsoft's basic Bing service provides, especially on dense technical material. More than 100,000 users have opted for customization, Dendy says. Light users may pay as little as $40 a month. Heavy users, such as Adobe and Twitter, may pay far more. Microsoft has tried a wide range of strategies to crack translation since the mid-1990s when company founder Bill Gates predicted that speech recognition would be widely available within 10 years. Early approaches relied heavily on attempts to catalog specific rules of grammar and usage. Starting in 2009, Microsoft broadened its emphasis. Statistical techniques have been paired with neural networks, a machine learning system based on the structure and self-teaching nature of the human brain. Currently, Microsoft uses five layers of neural nets to analyze speech, according to Peter Lee, head of the company's research division. The lowest layers analyze sounds on a level that's as rudimentary as the way image analyzing software looks for edges and surfaces without making any attempt to figure out what objects might be. As with many advanced machine intelligence approaches, there's some mystery to how it works, even to the researchers involved. It has nothing to do with words or phonemes, Lee says, referring to the sounds that distinguish one word from another. I don't think any of us understand exactly what the bottom layer is looking at, but it works surprisingly well. Microsoft's researchers have also been making greater use of what's known as long, short-term memory. When recognizing speech or translating, neural nets make a series of guesses that keep getting revised as new information comes in. Occasionally, an expected pattern suddenly falters. In such cases, neural nets can do a better job of regrouping if they can revisit the assumptions that led to several words worth of guesses. Keeping a longer trail in the system's short-term memory makes such retracing and subsequent corrections possible. It takes at least 4,000 hours of spoken samples and millions of words of text to train Skype translators' neural nets in each new language. head of Microsoft's machine translation team, says he had expected difficulties in languages such as Arabic, where speakers' accents can vary widely. But by collecting samples of enough different speakers' voices, Menese says, it's been possible to develop Skype translators' ear for different intonations to the point that regional accents aren't a problem. The same applies to the differences between male and female voices. Other variations in everyday speech turn out to be trickier. The neural nets are exquisitely sensitive to differences in microphones. Humans may be good at detecting the difference between static and speech, but that's much harder for machines to master. Pauses in speech are problematic, too. As Meneses notes, people don't generally pause at the end of a sentence. They pause elsewhere. Pauses end up being useless in detecting when a sentence begins or ends. You have to go by the words themselves. Sorting out the right translations for ambiguous words is a never-ending challenge, too, Meneses acknowledges. While speaking German, Ripple frequently uses the word sie, which can mean she, you, or they, depending on the situation. Skype translator gets it right about 80% of the time. Similarly, Skype translators stumble slightly when Chen discusses family sizes in China. Regardless of government policies, Chen tells me, the sheer cost of parenting in China means that a lot of people only want to give birth to a child. A few minutes later, sitting in Building 99 of Microsoft's headquarters, Meneses and I review a transcript of the conversation. Meneses ruefully points to the child-raising exchange. That should be one child, he says.